was um, me and my cousin went. My cousin also happens to be my best friend. Uh, so me and her, we decided, okay, you know, kids, work, house, we just need a break. So we both just like fly to Vegas and stay there for a couple of days. So she's like, Neha tells me, it's like, you know what? We've never been to Chippendales. We should go see Chippendales. I'm like, I have no desire to see Chippendales, but sure. So we go to Chippendales. Now, she and I sat right at the back. <laughs> we Why didn't, are you sitting at the because, front? Because we didn't want to be pulled on the stage. We were like, we just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. And we were, just want to see some interesting penises. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't even show you. Have you what? ever been to a Chippendales? No, no, no. Boo. But you That's don't need it. to. The whole idea is to create this. Because I don't, honestly, would not like that. Like, then it ruins it for me. For me, it's the mystery of, oh, I know. It's a story. It's a story. Like, you'll see these super jacked men, Mm -hmm. super, super, like, toned and everything. And they'll come on the stage, and then they're dancing, and then they're singing. And they have bare minimum. So what they do in Chippendales, or what they did in that one, is that they had, um, like, six, seven fantasies of women. And they played that out in a dance and, you know, singing Mm -hmm. thing. So they would like doctors and pilots and like firefighters. So they were all those fantasies that women have and they would dress up like that and they would take it off, but then not everything, right? (laughs) So anyway, so we were enjoying it. We both were drunk, not drunk, but we both had drinks and we were sort of buzzed quite a bit and we were like, oh, this is so great. And we sat right at the back simply because we were just too scared that they're going to pull up and believe me when they do. And they're like dancing on you and grinding on you. I just, I don't know. She and I were too scared to do anything. So we just sat right in the back. And then uh, middle of the, no, towards the end of the show, these guys just came out of the, like they came off the stage and started dancing with the girls mm-hmm. in the front. And, and I'm looking at Neha saying, uh, see, I told you we would be better off sitting in the back. See, nothing happened. And all of a sudden I feel this giant like slap on my butt. And I look in the back and this really like, and there's, tall dark like black man sitting right behind me and then he grabbed me and Neha like this and he's dancing and I'm like oh <laughs> I'm all the way back and we both were just like oh, okay and we were and he was like right next to us grinding and I'm just like I'm quite uncomfortable actually <laughs> but it was like it was one of those stories and we went back home and this is the funny part so we did all of this we went back home and I called my husband so we actually had this experience right I go back home, I call Ankur, and I tell him everything, right? I tell him, okay, Ankur, this happened, this happened, this happened. And his is like, oh, yeah, that's great, that's great. And the next thing is, do you know where that strainer is? I can't find it. I'm like, <laughs> really? I just told you that a, that a really handsome black man was dancing next to me, and your instant reaction is like, where is the strainer? <laughs> and so anyway, so that was my funniest Vegas story for you. It's kind of weird how, and I wonder if, like, if only Indian women feel this or all women feel this, but this guilt when you do anything or anything happens to you that happens to like be too much in your personal space with the opposite sex and you have, you're in a committed relationship. Like I, so you know, Shaper where we met on Shaper Yes. and I was using Shaper to meet people to network because it was new to San Francisco. I didn't know anyone. And, um, I was supposed to meet this writer and I was really excited about it because I was like, oh, I have a whole project that I would love to do with him because I have a brand that needs writers. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, let's meet up for coffee midday. 
you know, in San Francisco. And he's like, yeah, sure, that sounds great. I'm like, okay, fantastic. And we go back and forth. And I'm like, um, yeah, I just moved here. You know, my husband got a job and I'm just looking to connect with the right people. So I get there and I'm waiting for him and he sends me a note and he's like, hey, I'm not coming. I was like, okay, well, that's kind of, you know, unprofessional and uncool. But he's like, the thing is, I just saw your photo and found you to be really attractive and I was hoping to have something with you, but I'm married and I just can't do that with my wife. And he sends me this while I'm sitting in San Francisco at a coffee shop in the middle of the day and I have not done anything wrong, right? I haven't done anything. I've been very professional. All the conversations have been very professional. But just the sheer fact that I was put in this position by this guy was just... It just made me terrified and made me uncomfortable. And then it made me nervous about telling Vivek because I was just like, Vivek's going to be so upset. I think we we as women in general, Indian or anyone, we have to be always we know that this is part of our life right we we know that sometimes some men will hit on you you just don't know about it sometimes they will be over friendly sometimes they're not like it's all it's 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 just part of our dynamics as human beings right you got nervous even though you had done nothing wrong oh my god i was just so and then i was also upset because this guy put me in a really difficult situation right where i'm like I now can't come to this coffee shop because if you change your mind, you know that I come to this coffee shop to work. Right. You know it's what unsafe. I look like. It's, it, it, yeah, yeah, he created an unsafe environment right. for me. And that also made me really upset because it's so easy for men to create unsafe environments for women and they don't even know it. Right. But I mean, uh, like for me, again, I uh, my husband is actually super liberal. He is like... Of course, when you're working and you are a professional, you may have to, um, you know, uh, deal with all kinds of people. And yes, you may have to have dinners sometime, schmooze uh, your clients or whatever that is. Like basically, he's like, we, kn- I know that you will be able, you will have to go out there in the world when you're working, and you'll deal with all kinds of men. And but as long as you know where your boundaries are, where you, when you will draw mm-hmm. the line and be like okay, we're crossing the, the professional line, so no. As long as that is clear, it's all good. So he actually, so he encourages me that, I don't want to say he wants me to use it to my advantage, but he does say that, look, sometimes it's good to be a little friendly and talk to, you know, your, your, whoever you're going to go have business with. And it's, it, it works in your advantage. That's all is fine. As long as in your brain, you know where to stop. I think I'm particularly naive because I approach every situation with, oh, this person's going to be totally professional and they're not going to have any of these thoughts and we are just being friendly and nice. And then quickly it turns into this situation okay. where I'm like, oh no, how did I end up here? Okay, answer where this me. person is like totally coming on to me. Answer me this. Forget about professionalism. What if there were a group of friends that you're part of, right? Mm-hmm. And you were approached like this and they became you became friends with someone and it's very close, but then the same thing happened then. What would you think? Because now you're friendly too because you're friends, right? Would you still think the way you're thinking right now that you'd approach every relationship in that way that, okay, this is a professional relationship. I have to be this way, this way. What if there are a group of friends? How would you take it if they I... approached you this way? Okay, again, like I said, I don't think that everyone's hitting on me, right? So that is not 
my viewpoint. And this has happened where apparently my guy friends were hitting on me. They were interested and I just was completely oblivious to it. And the best right. story is the way Vivek and I met. <laughs> we were friends <laughs> for four years. Right. Apparently, he had like this massive crush on me for four years. We were met in college. Um, first year of college, he saw me like in the dorms and he said hi, I said hi. I don't remember him, but he remembered me. And then I saw him a year later in one of our mutual lecture halls. And I remember, I was like, oh, this really attractive guy in the back. He has this Manchester United jersey. He's tall. He's uncharacteristically handsome for an Indian guy. And at that point, <laughs> I had not... For an Indian guy. For an Indian guy. Oh, my God. Because at that point, I had not had exposure to a lot of Indian right, guys. Right, So I was like, wow, you know, fascinating. Take but then that nothing, to your advantage. Nothing came of it because I was already dating someone. So right. whatever. But apparently and we discuss this later is he noticed me too and he tried to like show off in class a little bit in hopes right. that i would notice him from there it turned into this friendship where we were in every single class together and we would grab lunches and you know we would hang out and i was dating someone else and he was dating this person and that person whatever and it was fine we were just friends and then four years later <laughs> I like break up with my boyfriend that I'd been dating and he's like, hey, what's up? You look kind of upset. And I was like, oh, I just broke up with this guy. So he swooped in right after, huh? And then right in that second, he leans in and he kisses me and he's like, holy shit, I've been waiting for four years. And I'm just so caught off guard. I'm like, what? Where did this come from? Really? What about our friendship? But this must have felt good. I mean, you know. No, it's just, I mean... I felt good. Yes, of course, of course it felt great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't. I was like, I haven't felt a slap yet. I haven't felt like the. So you're good. So, so you're good. Like, yeah, okay. Good well, move. we were really good friends, so I thought it would be kind of rude to slap also, you. Would you have? I don't think you would. I'm not a slap kind of person, though. I right. think about the slap like, oh, I should have slapped that person, <laughs> and then it's just, I'm like, oh, I didn't. Oh, well. I actually have slapped someone. Oh, that experience? Oh, no, not because of a kiss, but because I traveled in Indian uh, buses, like in Delhi buses to go to university. And um, again, there was a bus full of Haryana men who are super repressed and extremely aggressive. And I remember this guy and he kept elbowing me right on my butt. Like he just kept doing it, kept doing oh, it. And the I'm elbow just, on the butt the was elbow. really turning him on. And I want to know. <laughs> Is that helping you in some way? Is that helping you get the release you're looking for? I mean, is that does that do anything? Because it's clearly not doing anything for me. So I moved away and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to move away so that, you know, whatever. So he shifted and he came to the other side and then he kept doing it again. So I'm like, okay, I have two choices. One, I have to be on this bus to go to uh, to go home. So one choice is I just let him and keep ignoring it and keep moving about or I can confront him and put an end to this. So I decided that, okay, I have a bus full of people. I'm sure he can't retaliate to me. So I turned around and I gave him one and he just was in shock because he thought that- You're gonna be this passive woman. That that's pass gonna take th That's it. gonna be like, oh, and just move away. But it just got to a point where I was like, no, I'm not going to let. So I wanted like for, for, for women, we don't, ever do have you ever heard of women get so turned on by someone that you just want to like touch for no reason and but men do yes, that i mean adam levine burn <laughs> five is pretty hot i mean of course <laughs> and who who wouldn't like i would yeah chris hemsworth 
Oh my God, yes. For me, George Clooney. Oh my God, George Clooney. You know, I think he's a little too old for me. Really? But I really like old men. I appreciate him. He's He definitely has his angles, but... Well, no. for me, I think the the older men sort of have a more distinguished sort of thing about them. I don't know what it is. Uh, certain old men, of course. Established. Like, I feel like they're more, you know, they're very, like... Uh, uh, how do I say it? they're very stable and established and they're very just very mature. smart mature it's just something about an older man and of course I married someone eight years older than I am so I guess so yeah because my husband says at one point I was showing him a picture of this model he's 70 years old he 70. is hot like I find him super hot he's 70 he has all white hair but he has kept himself super is like is this the guy who like dances no 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 he's just a model he does senior modeling right and he's like super like fit really fit and he's Shippers got a white like, beard looking at retired living catalogs <laughs> from Portland <laughs> at one point my husband said to me he's like you know this is not a, a preference is becoming a fetish of yours. I'm like, I don't think it's fetish. He's just hanging around the shuffleboard. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. No, I think, I really think the older, like my, like preference is between 45 to 55. I think that age group really turns me on. I think they're, like, because they're established. They know themselves. They're very confident in who they are. And they're, they're like, no bullshit. No offense to younger men. I'm just, I'm just saying that my preference is between 45 to 55. I like that they are, they're very confident in who they are. So they don't have to show off. So I like when they approach life in that way. So I just, I, I have a thing about older men. So anyway. No, I appreciate older men for sure. But I think that's too old for me like they no not 70 geez no <laughs> no even like okay even 55 is too old because my mom is 55 so that's just weird to me really yeah i know some 55 year olds and i think they are really attractive because well okay of course they have to take care of him the themselves uncles, like i'm not talking about really okay i want to make one thing clear it's not the indian 45 to 55 just say no offense against the, two the, indians the i'm the just saying class, it's right? the like i have to say the white men they really take care of the themselves <laughs> so my ideal would be like a white man in 45 to 55 i think that would be ideal but again it's just all what age difference are we talking about like are we talking about four or five years which i don't think is a big so four deal five in years, any direction so four or five years is not an age difference really mm -hmm. what i would to, to make it into like a statistic you know like yes mm -hmm. people prefer this age difference but i would say anywhere between 15 to 20 year difference. So like I'm 35 and I'm saying that I like men who are 45 and 55. So like when I got married, I was 22 right. and uncle was 30. So even though it was like an eight year difference, it was an eight year difference. And, but I just really like, cause he had his shit together. He was all confident about who he is. And even though he's a very soft and sort of very, um, you know, a very reserved person, but he was just, there was some really confident confidence about him. That attracted Quiet me. confidence. There is, there was something about, you know how it is, like he, he portrayed this thing about, I, I, that this humility that he had, even though he's super smart. So that attracted me a lot. It's just like, a sh surety on where he is in life and what he wants exactly. and then what he wants in a woman correct so he was so sure about what he wanted as a partner and that attracted me a lot mm -hmm. like he wasn't like oh my gosh she's pretty 
that's good. No, he was very clear as to what kind of woman he wants. Uh, he liked the personality. He likes the, the fact that we are different. Me and him are very different. He's super reserved. I'm super outgoing. And he, he liked that. He's like, it's, it's going to be complimentary because, you know, one mm -hmm. of the partners mm -hmm. should be like that. So that's what I like about older men, that they are they know what they want. They know who they are. Most of them, I would say. I wouldn't generalize again, but most of them. And again, I'm going to have to say, like, if you go back to India, there is something about older men in India that's uh, not attractive because they let it go. Okay, they have, but like... Yes, but we do need to acknowledge the fact that life in India is hard. It is. It is extremely hard and it just starts showing. It starts showing in your face in your skin in your attitude everything like there's a battle every step of the way there's a battle to get on the bus there's a battle to get off the bus there's a battle to you know pay the water bill because you have to go here and do that and fill this form and eventually it's just you're, a just, very you're just exhausted you're exhausted yeah. by general life but i have to say there are some men who are doing really good i mean have you seen uh, so milan soman one i have no idea milan, that is. so milan soman is a really really famous model he's been him. oh my god he is he's around for a while like he's been there for a while he was actor but he was a model first he he married another model that you know they used to work together um he got divorced recently and he married someone who is 25 years younger than him mm -hmm. and you look at him he is so fit he's a he um does marathons and he's in his uh 50s late 50s i think right and look at him and tell me you don't think he's attractive. Yes. Well, he's too thin, but he's very attractive. And he married someone who was like barely in their 20s. Uh, yeah, you know, he's cute. He's cute. Like, again, I'm not I'm trying not to generalize. Not all men look good, but he's he's been, but he's very fit. That's what I like about him that he's very fit. And he literally said to the world because like, everybody's like, "Oh my god, Milan Soman is marrying someone so young." And he's like, "You know what? I don't Care. But age is just a number, you know it is what? A number. And I, when when I was young, I was all like, "Oh my God, I'm this old, and this is the age, and this is the age difference." But as I get older, I realize that age is really just. A Do you guys? You guys don't have any number. age difference, don't you? No, I'm older by two months. <laughs> Great. I know he like so married woman. an older woman, oh, <laughs> like a cougar, aren't you? But but no, that's true. Like I think age is just a number. Like as we growing, as we are growing older, me and me and my husband, we don't. We don't feel that eight years at all. Like, we basically have forgotten sometimes that we are... Because it's so much more, right? For I guess for me, the reason I am reluctant to be interested in such an age gap is there's a generational issue. And I, I want someone who is going to laugh at the memes that are relevant <laughs> and who can, like... And who doesn't ask you, is it meme or meme? Or yes, meme? yes, yes. And you just send them a question. friend's meme like, and they're like, who are these people? Yeah, who are these people? <laughs> and they're, like, referencing black and white movies. And I'm like, yeah. okay, you know what, dude? Like, you're great, but if I can just have right. casual, funny conversations with you... right then it's not going to work out. Yeah, the generation gap. Yes, I agree to that. I think there is, but I have not known that many older men, so I guess I, I can't <laughs> tell. But it's true. I mean, I guess it, it, it makes sense that there will be a generation gap. And then they won't understand a lot of things that you do. Yeah. I mean, they came, they came from an era where internet was not even there. Okay, so... so for, you're referencing a 55-year-old man and yes. that you want to be with a 50-year-old. My mom is 55. She called me this morning and she's like, Kritika, 
how do I post a picture on Instagram? <laughs> and I was just like, like there's a plus button. There's a like plus button. Is. And she's like, no, no, no. It's not. It's saying that I've blocked access to my photos. Oh, and no. I'm like, but, like, but, but, look, but again, it's, such, it's different for everybody, right? Like my mom is also, um, she is now 60 something. She, I'm sure she doesn't want me to tell your age. But anyway, so she's, she's in her 60s. She's quite good at uh, at social media and everything, and she's getting better just because she's you know working on it so much. So she's good at like you know uh, liking pictures, posting pictures, and mm-hmm. all of that. So my daughter is ten, and sometimes mm-hmm. she comes to me and she'll be like, she'll say something, and I'll look her look to her, and I'm like, what does that mean? And she goes, Mom, it means this. So the generation gap will come after oh, us I too. Here and and I mean it's so fast, but the internet is oh, so fast. Oh, it's so and fast. I have to Google so many things, and I'm like, I'm so old. Like, I'm, I have no idea every what five this seconds. emoji means or what this acronym means. And yeah, no, I. I'm right like, there can with I, you. I mean, it's embarrassing to say, but can I tell you, I didn't know what Netflix and chill means meant until you googled very, it. <laughs> until I googled and figured. I'm like, oh, you know that's what? Why. When I first heard it, I thought it meant Netflix and chill, which I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. No, but that's what it, I thought that was it. Like, no, it means have, like no, watch I, Netflix and have sex. Yeah, I know. I'm saying <laughs> that's what I thought. I'm like, I thought it's having it's watching Netflix and just chill at home. I did not know. <laughs> It meant that. And it was embarrassing when a friend of mine WhatsApped me about some joke that I didn't get. And he goes, do you know what Netflix and chill means? I'm like, I don't want to say that. Maybe, you know, be at home and have fun. And he goes, no. Technically. He's like, yeah, well, yeah, technically. And he's like, talk to your husband. Ask him what Netflix and chill means. I'm like, oh, my God. Did Uncle know? Actually, he didn't for the longest yeah, time. No, but he knew Thomas this before me. so fast. Like, I was... I think I was at this Target and I was watching this mom probably around my age with like the six, seven year old and the girl was doing something on the phone and the mom's like, what are you doing on the phone? And she's like, I'm on Musical.ly. And I'm like, what the hell is Musical.ly? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, check this out. And she's showing her mom some video and mom's like, I don't think you need to be on Musical.ly anymore. It's inappropriate content. And the whole time I'm just like, what is Musical.ly? Oh my gosh. And it's like another <laughs> app, social media platform that has come, in, come into existence and it's really popular with like young kids. And it's just, I had this realization where I'm like, I walk around, I'm not that old, I'm like 31 years old, but I, I technology makes me it's feel so fast. Old. And so you go back to like baby boomers and you tell them, musically or so i have them snapped okay, okay. I, have, I can't figure out snapchat so i, I mean, do not i i know i have i figured it out but i don't enjoy it so i, I stopped don't enjoy it either i just think i don't see the point so of i have i have a great story about uh this person i know and he is probably in his uh, 50s i believe but um so i remember that he's like oh i got this really cool app uh it's called um uh, it was one of those navig uh, city go city to go what it was about this navigational app right and i'm like uh, your phone has a Google. Why wouldn't you just u- use Google Maps? And he goes, oh, I'm sure this is better because you can download. I'm like, you can download g- Maps on Google. He goes, no, but this is better because I can add destinations. I'm like, you can add destinations on Google. I'm like, you need to like Google. And so it was so funny because he was so excited that he found this app and he thought it would be so cool to tell us because we are younger. And he's like, oh, I found this app and it's better than everything. I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, if you tell me that any map is better than Google, I'm sorry, I can't. Okay, so a year ago, Vivek and I road tripped across from Atlanta to San Francisco. We drove Jeez. because we didn't want to fly our dog 
too many risks involved and the best option we were like okay is to drive and we'll get to see the country and we're planning this trip obviously our Indian parents are very concerned and they're just like <laughs> you shouldn't do this like this is a bad idea right and we're like no we're gonna do this it's fine right and they're like call us from every state don't drive all of this Vagera Vagera and um, I'm like we'll be fine we're prepared Vivek's phone had Google Maps. I had Google Maps. And just to, like, assure them that we'll be fine, I printed out the directions, the directions from yeah, Google Maps. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I was like, well, here you go. We'll be fine. Like, we're connected to technology. There's, we're going through cities. We'll survive. And um, the day before the trip, I get this email from Vivek's dad. And it's he had called AAA and had them put together an entire itinerary. Oh my god! With like no maps and oh, where to stop no. and where to get gas. And I'm sorry, like from AAA. AAA. It Holy was a thirty-page, and I'm like, I didn't even know AAA did this. I didn't know AAA did that. Yeah, and he called them. He was like, I need you to put this together. You kind of have to love that because that's so sweet. But I mean, I had no idea Triple A did that. But I mean, again, we were we digressed to like the 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 different the age difference. Right now, I was only saying that I get attracted to older men. (laughs) George Clooney is a long way from like George Clooney and the age difference to using like um, a maps to navigate. But I mean, you have to you kind of have to love the the older. I mean, look at George Clooney, like his wife. Is how much younger? I think he's about... Yeah, but she's hot. Oh, my God, she's hot. And smart. Super appreciative. And super smart. For me, a hot woman's also smart. How so? Like, just like for men, right? I'm attracted... Oftentimes, I will find that I'm attracted to men that maybe aren't physically attractive, but they're so freaking smart or so great at whatever that they're doing in life. That I am, I find them to be attractive. Like I remember, I was at a party and I said Benedict Cumberbatch is oh my god super hot. I can and I tell you, I have a massive girls, crush on Benedict. Yes. So all of the girls were like, "Ew!" Like, no, he's tall and lanky. And I'm like, "Have you seen him act?" More important, like, have you heard him? Have you heard his voice? His voice oh does my that god. to me. Amazing, right? But it's the same thing, same thing for women. Like women can be, I appreciate women. I appreciate how attractive they can be, how well right. they carry themselves, all of those elements. But if they're dumb, then I'm just like, mm, you went down in my boat. <laughs> like I need them to be equally intelligent. intelligent. So I think that I hold both men and women to the same bar of attractiveness where right. it's like, you have to be intelligent for well, me to be attracted to you. Right. So that's that's called sapiosexual, to be attracted to someone's brain, like someone's intelligent brain. So that's really fascinating because I grew up in America, right? And um, I was exposed to the American culture where it's people dated and people went to prom and parents were like, oh, who's your boyfriend? And I want to meet it and meet it, meet him. Meet it. <laughs> and so it was like Sorry, I girl. grew up in that environment where my friends were doing all of this and of course i was i wanted to fit in i wanted to do these things also but at the same time i knew very early on that those the superficial things of like someone's hair someone's clothes someone's cologne didn't attract me but i didn't know what the alternative was correct right so i look back and i look back at like 16 and 18 and 20 when i dated guys or boys really and I was like, I actually didn't find these people to be attractive. 
I just felt the pressure to fit in that I agreed to go on dates with them. And I agreed to a lot of things that I just wasn't very comfortable with. And then as I grew older, I realized that what I really like is a guy who's sure of himself, who is smart, who knows where he's going, what he wants out of life, those kind of things. And even with Vivek, like, one of the things was he was just so interested in me. And it was ad- it was ador- adorable, and I really appreciated it, and we were great friends, but I was very reluctant to date him because I was like, you're not sure of where you're going in life. Like, you're right. the same age as me. We both just graduated. You right. don't know where you're going. You don't know what you want out of life. And I just, and I remember vividly telling him, I wish I had m- met you, like, three years later in my life. Because I think when we... We're sort of thinking about the idea of dating. We were probably 22. Right. No, maybe younger, 21, 22. Um, and I was just like, you are the perfect guy. Like, you are exactly who I want to be with. I just need you to become more sure about who you are. Right. But that comes with, again, age. That mm-hmm. comes with maturity. And then as you go through life and struggles and everything, it'll come there. Yep. And we all go through that cycles, right? We all have that. We were, like, I was very immature back then and not sure about oh what I'm gonna do I was just like living and kind of enjoying my life and then now I'm like no I need to like focus I have this 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 that I need to do I'm more sure about what I want and to be honest like now I actually am I know exactly who I am Mm -hmm. and I know what I want and I'm 35 so I think it comes with age it's you're not gonna so, so I didn't so when I was back when I was single and I was in the dating pool I actually didn't date that much because I was just not one physically attracted to uh the younger men but then secondly like the the one in their 20s I just wasn't and second is that I just didn't know I didn't know what I wanted you know what I mean like I went on dates absolutely and but while I'm sitting there I'm like I don't think I like this one I'm just not sure why I am on this date but I think that there is no you grew up in India, right? So there wasn't this inherent social pressure where you're supposed to date and supposed to have a boyfriend? No, they, no and it's not. in America, in high school, you start getting this pressure where you're supposed to date right. and boys are supposed to be interested in you. Right. This element so your popularity is, like, is yeah. only based on like not how many popularity. Boys. It's almost like being normal. Right. And I dealt with that where it was... It wasn't necessarily that I was interested in anyone. It's just I felt that pressure. And I think you're going to face it with Radhika. Right. Right? Because she's growing up here. Right. And she's growing up in this culture. This culture is all about dating and meeting people and being open to it. And hopefully you'll handle it better than my mom my- did. Where <laughs> well, like- because you know what? I have to tell her that, one, it's okay to do or to do what you feel like doing. It's okay. Don't go by what the social people, like what the people are saying or what your parents did or whatever like I remember one time she asked me she's like mommy do I have to do an arranged marriage and I'm like no absolutely not you can do whatever it is that you want yes arranged marriage is our culture but you don't have to do it and she's like yeah I don't want to do it and she's so and she but and it's so funny for me because she watches me and Ankur and be like okay yeah this is great but then she comes to me and she's like I don't want to do arranged marriage and she's 10 and I'm like wow she's pretty I'm like okay yeah don't do it I can't believe she's thinking about that and in America it just doesn't, right? it's not like she's had that much exposure to India not at Indian all culture. she was born here she goes to school here she has no exposure to that culture but she just doesn't she feels like 
it's going to be one of the things that she'll have to deal with, which I told her she doesn't. But yeah, like dating, of course. And I told her, I'm like, she's very shy. So I'm told her, I'm like, you know, when it comes to dating, she's like, I don't like boys, which is obviously because you're in an awkward age. And I'm like, you know, that's okay. Boy, you are in a quiet school. You have to learn how to be around them because you are going to grow up and start working and you're going to be in an environment where you have to deal with boys. So you need to know how to deal with it. Because I know in India, it's so overly sexualized that everything is like, oh, I, don't, I wonder what he wants. Oh, I wonder yeah. if I can be close. I wonder what he, you know. And so, so I wonder if that is one of the things that will happen to her, but hopefully not. That's fascinating to me that at the age of 10, growing up in America, growing up in Canada, that she worried about the concept of arranged marriage she did and she's she asked me point blank and then first she asked me she's like how did you how much did you like how did you know dad and all of that and i told her the story but she just like do i have to do this i'm like no absolutely not you don't but i think it, that speaks to like the weight that girls in india carry around where this is a very real aspect of life and not even in India I think in America too where being Indian you're just carrying around this weight of being like arranged marriage is a very real concept right and it is something I'm going to have to deal with at right. some point or another that actually is very true I I told this to uh, to my daughter that don't think that this is like you're gonna be just made to sit this play you know in, in the mandap and, and marry the guy that you haven't never seen or met before it's not like that so when we had and this is a question everybody asks me that oh did you know him before have you did you speak before i'm like yes i did i had an option i could have said no if i wanted to it's not like we were forced into this yes there is a social pressure that you're supposed to do arranged marriage in our culture which is true but i but i went in knowing that i can say no if i wanted to and I met but that's him. a modern concept, right? But that is a modern concept. Okay, so think concept. about your parents. They didn't have that option. I mean, my they, parents tell they me... They did, actually. Believe it or not, my mom actually did. And my, my, my grandfather, he was like, okay, great family, great guy, what do you think, right? So my mother did... I'm sure she had the option to mm -hmm. say no if she wanted to. But again, the social pressure is so high that you almost feel like... Maybe you I get obligated I like, to say yes. I feel yes. like I yeah. want to say yes. But but it's still, like, of course, if the guy is a complete jerk and you can tell that in mm -hmm. the first meeting, of course you can get out of it. It's not like... And now modern India, like, if you go back to India now, it's completely different than when I was there. So I have le I left India more than a decade ago. So back then, yes, this was very prevalent. But now if you go back, women don't want to do that. They're like, I want to date. I want maybe have a live-in relationship, one, you know, just to make yeah, sure. Yeah, it's progressing. It's very progressing. It's progressing. And especially it's, in the metros. Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. I mean, so I, I guess my experience was very different because I moved here when I was nine. So right. I was very aware. I was Radhika's age. I was exposed to the Indian culture and conservative Indian culture because I grew up in this very small town in like Madhya Pradesh. And it was essentially like a step up from a village and so I grew up in a very traditional environment and then I got planted in the United States of America in this very liberal independent environment so I constantly have to balance these two elements of my life and for me I grew up and I, I was just like I remember I asked my mom I was like oh am I allowed to date and she was just like no <laughs> did your mom actually ask you to if you want to have an arranged marriage like did she actually no look, because i made it very clear so i i'm this weird person where some of me gets kind of lost in this 
element of being Indian and I just give in to certain things. But a lot of me is very American, very independent. And I say, no, this is not going to happen. Like, I'm not going to allow it. And it helps that I have a dad who's very understanding and liberal and does not stand for a lot of anti-feminist elements that come out of India. So right. he's always been very encouraging and saying, do your own thing, make your own life, make your own name, make your own career. I mean, to the point that when Vivek was going to ask me to marry, ask to marry me, he called my parents and he was like, hey, I'm going to ask Kritika. He called my dad. And my dad was like, well, Vivek, you know, it's really her choice. Like, you don't need to ask me. And I just, I found that to be such a great reflection of who my dad is. Because he's like, no, it's your choice. It's your life. You get to do what you get to do. And I think I have given you all the tools to make smart decisions. Right. And I appreciate that. Whereas my mom, she does respect that element. But I think she's bound a little bit more by culture. Mm. And and what like my relatives are saying. And the phone calls she's getting from India. And having to deal with all of those unnecessary social oh my God, elements. Yes, of course. So when I was coming of age, I made it very clear. I was like, I'm not going to have an arranged marriage. I was like, I'd rather not get married than have an arranged marriage. It's not going to happen. That being said... People would still send rishtas. So, like, local people that knew my parents would be like, oh, would your daughter be interested? And for the most part, my parents were like, we're not even going to tell her that you you proposed <laughs> because she's just going to be pissed and not out. interested. And then other parts were like, they were like, our daughter's going to chew your son alive. <laughs> like, she's far too bold and she's not going to fit into this right, family right. and then i would get rishtas from india and occasionally every now and then where someone's like a doctor or really well off oh, of or course. from a very wealthy family my mom's like hey so like this person reached out i think it's really worthy and for the most part i was like no, it's not going to happen. Though this one time she did catch me at a very vulnerable state because I had just broken up from my ex-boyfriend and we were, you know, from a long-term relationship and I hadn't officially started dating anyone else. So I was in this period where I was like, what's the point of it all? Like dating is just a bunch of bullshit. It's not worth it. And this uh, family friend of ours is like, oh, we have this guy and, you know, he's really well-to-do. Would you be interested? And I... <laughs> I like saw him and I, I saw his photo and I was like, I'm not really interested. Like I didn't find him attractive, but what I did find attractive was he was really well to do and he was working in a company that I was very impressed with. <laughs> so my approach became, oh my I'm going to friend this guy and oh see gosh. if he can get me an interview at this company. Did you? Yes, I did. And I had like a conversation with him. He was a really wonderful guy, really nice. And I was not interested in anything beyond that. But of course, that conversation was going on in the background. So when my mom found out that I just like reached out and was like, hey, what's up? Our parents know each other. Like right, some right. conversations are happening. How do you like your company? She was pissed. And she was like, oh my God, so embarrassing. I'm like, why is it embarrassing? I was like, I... I don't understand why this is embarrassing. In hindsight... Well, because again, what will, what will people think that you're talking to a guy that she is getting an arranged marriage thing going for you and here you are behind her back talking to the guy that she is talking to, by the way. It's just so... Um, you're so bound by the culture that sometimes you forget that it doesn't make sense sometimes. Like Yeah, it, it doesn't... And you know, in 
in hindsight, looking at that situation, I think I made that approach and I did what I did was because I was kind of pissed about the whole arranged marriage situation and right. I wanted to upset my mom. Right. <laughs> and so I did it because of that reason. Of course, we're not talking about like the, the arranged marriage versus the love marriage. I just think that the only thing that I would maybe tell my daughter when she's, you know, of age is that there are certain things that as a woman I have now learned that you need to be careful about when you start dating or you start looking for a, you know, a partner or even an arranged marriage or whatever that is. And there are certain things that I think I will tell my daughter. One is, no offense to men, but never listen to what he's saying. Pay more attention to what he's doing. Oh, yeah. So one thing that I will always tell my daughter is that even for arranged marriage, you don't look at like, oh, he has a great degree and he has like this and he has this. Don't look at that. Look at what he's actually saying and doing for you. That is important. And two is that, make sure you whatever choice you make stick to it like like sometimes i feel like hmm, i wonder if i made the right choice of course i made the right choice with with my husband of course but like i was too young i was 22 and i always wondered that did i say yes to my mom because i wanted to get married or did i say yes to her because i felt like i have to because everybody was looking at me and because I remember this, right, I was sitting in and I was in Bangalore and I was sitting on the sofa. We just had the meeting with Ankur and his family. Meeting, yes. It, it freaking felt like a meeting. Did you have meeting notes? I, I wish I did at the time, but no. But, but, but we just met him and his family. I came back and I was sitting next to my mom and my cousin and her dad and her mom and my entire family or my mom's side of the family. And they all looked at me and they were like, so should we say yes? Should we say yes? And the guy's great. Should we say yes? I, so I said yes. Of course, you can say yes. Wait, you no, had just met him though? I had just met him, yes. So before that, I had had phone calls. You know, we've talked before. But yes, that was the first time I had actually met him. And so I said, oh, yeah, uh, yes, I say yes, right? And now looking back, I feel like I was 22. I was too young to be, you know... Of course, it's not, it wasn't coerced out of me, but it, it felt like I had this pressure to say yes, because if I don't, they'll be disappointed. They'll look at me and be like, oh, you don't, you didn't like the guy we picked and whatever. So I felt so pressured to do so. Now, fast forward 14 years, of course, I made the right decision. But back then, now, if I can go back, I would have probably waited for a couple more years. I would have waited and seen, like, get to know myself before I start getting to know somebody else. Because our, our, like, you know, it's really challenging when you are 21, you don't know yourself and you get married and now you have to figure out not just your husband, but his entire family. And it was really difficult because I just didn't understand why I do need to do this, 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 this. So... This is the only reason so, I would just... I think you're touching on something that's really important. And I, this is a really negative element of Indian society. And we're seeing the repercussions today, which is there's this pressure to get married young. Yes. Very young, like, right? You finish, especially for girls, you finish school, you finish high school, you work for a year, and it's like, boom, get married. You're at 22, 23 at this point. And boys have this pressure too, right? For them, it's like 30. You shouldn't be old, like 30 years old and single because, oh my God, nobody wants to marry you. You did something wrong in your life. So there's this constant pressure, but getting married at 
22, when you are, have, I mean, I look back at when I'm 22 and I'm like, I was an idiot. I was Facts. stupid. I said stupid things. I did stupid things. Right. And I'm so glad I never got into a long-term committed relationship at the age of 22. Absolutely. And I even look at my parents, right? Uh, there's a lot. They are great parents, but they made mistakes in their life. And I think the, it stemmed from the fact that they were in their early 20s when they had their arranged marriage. And then my mom was 23, 24 when she had me. And so to be a child and have a child, you have no idea what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely no idea. And so I think in raising me, she had to do a lot of growing up very quickly, but Mm -hmm. she wasn't prepared for it and she made mistakes. And that's, that adds a little element of like friction in our relationship. Right. Right. Because she was young and she did some things that she shouldn't have done, but she did it. And I don't fault her, but I realize it's the element of the culture it's the fact because that they, there's so much pressure to start getting married like oh my god you're done with college your resume for marriage looks fantastic right. what the fuck are you waiting i mean for? You're, you're you're at your prime yeah, it's because here's why because they don't believe that working is uh is for you to create your career become something like become something right for them it's like okay so you got college you're working you're independent get married and so for me i was 21 and i had just started working and i worked for a year and i could see that my mom was like okay how about this guy how about this guy how about this guy so i will give credit to my mother that she never forced me she didn't and she just said uh is there anybody we should know about and i said no and she said okay in that case Here's the guy, right? What do you think? And But for me, I felt this pressure that I have to say yes, because I felt like I'm going to disappoint them if I said no. And looking back, that's the only thing I regret. So I don't regret marrying my husband. I don't regret coming to this family. What I do regret is I said yes when I was 22. And I was super young. So yeah. what ha- what what suffered is my career. My career went, didn't go anywhere. Yeah, and it was... That- I think you're right. There is this element of complete sort of like passive interest in the female career. Like you're yes. you're a female. You're not really meant to have a career. Yes, that is an element. No, but I you think can work bigger, for your pastime. Yes. And that's what it yes. is. Yes. But I think the bigger element of it, the reason that this is such a prevalent part of society is because it's the whole no sex concept, right? So it's like you're you're... <laughs> You're a teenager and you're told no sex, can't have sex, you're not supposed to have sex. You are in college and your parents are like, I hope you're not having sex. Like, you're not supposed to have sex. Sex is a bad thing. No, 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 no boys. Right? And so they, they're getting you through school. They're getting giving you the education. They're getting you to college and they're getting you that college education. And then you're working. And they have a little less control when you're working because you, you have to listen to your boss. You have to be in this... Uh, professional environment you have to interact with a lot of different people you have a lot more exposure and that's when they start feeling out of control and that's when i think they feel like oh shit she's getting closer and closer to having sex and we cannot take the risk of having this big massive shame of the society finding out that our daughter had premarital sex so we need to marry her off like chop 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 it's gonna happen so that she can have sex because they understand that that's happening. I mean, they were our age at some point. They right. were at that age. So they understand there's this need and there's this desire. 
And they just want you to do it in a committed long-term relationship <laughs> with the one guy that you're going to end up marrying and, that and you are dying allowed to. to have sex with. Oh yeah, it's and the, then if you don't use the right protection and you ha- get pregnant, it's a celebration instead because, of being yes, more. because it's it was, mourning your life. And, but, but that is so, and it's such a load of crap. Because here's why: one, you have no guarantee you're going to have sexual compatibility with the guy that they picked, right? You don't know that. You go in blindfolded, don't know what's going to happen. And now you have these urges and you do that. But then you're like, eh, this was horrifying. So now you're just like, eh, whatever. Like, this is just, you know what I mean? Like, that bothers me so much is that they were young too. They know exactly what happened. They had an arranged marriage too. So they know that there is a 50-50 chance you're not going to be satisfied, Right. And so what do you yeah, do? But it's so the you social pressure. Project like, it to more, your children. More than anything, it's the social pressure. It's the fear that, oh my God, my daughter is going to be known as the whore of this block because she had premarital sex. But my question to you is that, why? Because I had sex to with, with a person? Yeah. My question because is, you know the why? aunties that have nothing to do because they didn't go anywhere in their career they're are sitting too. there and they're talking gossip about you and they're spreading it and that's your parents' biggest fear. And for us, it's like, you didn't do shit with your life. Why are you like talking about do, my life? Do you want to know my theory? Mm-hmm. I think those aunties are jealous. I think they want some, but they can't get it because they're older. And I think and that's they married why. people that they're not <laughs> exactly. compatible. Exactly. <laughs> and now they can't get any because they're so old and and all like you know out of shape and whatever. But now they are looking at these young women who are progressive, having sex with whoever they want to, and so all they are left with is just like gossiping and bitching about them. That's my theory. That's true. That's that's actually a very interesting element of Indian culture where I feel like there's so much hatred for the progression <laughs> there is. that younger women are making, right, right? right? Instead, like, the whole Sas Bahu concept, I feel like the crux of it, like, I watch these soap operas and they're Oh my horrible. God, do you? No, no, no. I don't like Please watch don't. them actively. <laughs> I watch them passively walking right, through a room right. as someone else is watching them. Right. And I'm just like, you know, the crux of the problem is that this older woman is pissed off. It is. This younger woman comes in and gets all this freedom that she didn't have. And she had to go through all the suffrage. And so you know what? I'm going to make your life hell. And I'm attention. make sure you go through this suffrage too. But that's, that is such a ludicrous. Like, I would crap. never do that. The concept of lean in has not come into India yet. But I, I, but I still believe it's a very short, very small percentage of Indians. I think now when I go back to India, I, I feel like now women are rebelling and they're like, no fucking way. We're not just going to go and educated. marry somebody randomly and hope to God that we are sexually satisfied. No, we're going to, you know, have some partners. We're going to date people we like. We're going to have some experience out of it. And then, yes, if we find someone who's compatible, Sure. But now when I go back to Delhi and, and, and I see that, I see that women are like, they're rebelling against this repression. They're like, I don't care how repressed the men are. We're going to wear whatever we feel like. We're going to date whoever we feel like. We're going to, you know, go out there and have sex with whoever we feel like. And to me, it's like, finally, right? Because I'm, I'm not saying it as a feminist. I'm just saying it that it's high time that we go back to where we were. Like India was not this. This was not our society we came from a very liberal society i mean you go to kajrao i i have a funny story i actually went with my with my grandmother to kajrao with my cousins and grandmother and my father like there were so many 
people, right? And we were passing by and we stopped at Kajra and be like, oh, look at, look at these temples. And we're looking at them and I didn't get it. I was too young. I was just like, what is, what, what, what are they trying to depict here? And, and looking back, I'm like, oh, they were orgies. That's what they were depicting. And I'm like, my goodness. And we were told like, oh, let's look at the temples. I'm like, those are not temples. They're depicting Okay, so there's... No, they're depicting the freedom, the sexual freedom, freedom yes. of Indian society way back in, like, the Vedic era. When we had Kama Sutra, that's how Kama Sutra came into play. Like, we were, we were a very progressive society. We had poly, polygamy, we had polyandry, we had everything, right? We were, we were very sexually liberated people. And then you add in the Victorian era and all of the other people the who came invaded of us. India and their cultures. Right. And you're just like and then you're here where women are very oppressed and they're fighting for their freedom and they're fighting and there's just this element of like the older generation trying to hold them back, the uneducated people making it unsafe because they don't don't know what they don't to, know what to do yeah. and how to interact. And then the government certainly not doing anything. So you're just For there sure. and you're like, okay, I gotta fight. What I find it's what's funny is that what I've noticed is the minute you say the word sex and you see the people like the blood oh, drains out of their dream. faces. Completely. They're <laughs> like, This is not this is not a this comfortable, is comfortable. conversation. <laughs> and it's like nobody says it. Everybody kinda has an innuendo and they talk about <laughs> and they're like, oh, you know what we did? And it's like, you had sex. Just it's say fine. what it is. And I, it's, it's fine. You had sex. Good for you. You should be having sex. <laughs> it's a sign of a healthy relationship. Right. But I think, this is, again, it's a whole element of just like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to get fat if you do it. Well, in my case, my mom was just like, if you have sex, you will get fat. Oh, my and God. I will know. That is so and funny. I was so terrified. And you know what? And it's just like. When I eventually did have sex, I genuinely was terrified that my hormones were going to go into some weird overdrive mode now and I was going to get fat. And so I, I approached the whole element of sex with a lot of fear. And it took me years to like get over that, to normalize it, to be like, no, no, no. It's okay. To, like the logical side of me knew it was okay and was fine. But right. the fact that this person, my mother, that I held in high regards and her opinions and uh, you know thoughts mattered a lot to me told me to never do it it would seep in it would be like oh my god I'm not supposed to be doing this and I was I'm like married woman Uh. right I am a married 28 29 year old woman obviously I had sex before I was 28 but still I'm like this married woman and I'm dealing with this elements of just being like I just feel like what I'm doing is and I shouldn't be doing it. And it was, Vivek and I had to have like some really candid conversations about it because he's like, why are you so uncomfortable with it? And I was like, right. I just, it, being in that society, being in that space where you're just, there's so much, you're not supposed to do it. If you do it, you're a slut, you're a whore and there's just shaming around it. Right. And then flipping the switch and being okay with it. It takes time. It takes, it time. takes uh, time. And uh, my, my husband, I remember, the first few like weeks and months and it w- it just took us so long to get our the rhythm just because it was so uncomfortable it's like i don't know what i'm doing because i don't know yeah. you that well it just was very uncomfortable you can't talk to anyone about it's it like i'm not dating you but i'm expected to have sex with you the first night it was just really weird but and the funny thing my husband came to me and he's like have you ever watched porn and i'm like no and he goes uh first off it's not that bad first off and secondly it may help you and i'm like 
I don't like it. It's so like I had this stigma attached to porn. I'm like, I don't we don't we don't do that. That's not what's supposed to happen. And he goes, it's all fine. And it did. It was fine. He's like, you as a grown ass woman have to watch a porn like you have to watch a porn movie. You have to know what it is, right? It's, it, you can't just blindly say, I'm not going to see it because my, my, my family and everyone told me that it's rubbish, right? So anyway, my, 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 my uh, husband did show me one and I'm like, oh, that, that's what's supposed to happen. And he goes, yes. Let's go back. So it, but <laughs> that's what's it's just, and it's not to say that I was a virgin when I married him. It wasn't the case. But my point is that we are so shameful. I'm, I'm like, yeah. oh my god, I want like lights closed, oh, and it's very yeah. like, oh, and missionary, nothing else, nothing. So he's like, and and what 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 my husband kept saying is that it's funny because we were we were married for fourteen years, and he says that you have progressed significantly, significantly. Like you're like I watch porn on my pastime and take notes. <laughs> No, he's no. Actually, porn really doesn't do anything for me. But he really? says that no, it really doesn't. It I actually, like a little bit of narrative where there's a story. I like the leading up to it. I don't like it when it's just like. No, you I know, need a narrative. I, I can't need, just go straight into it. Yeah, porn doesn't do anything for me. So for me, it's the build up, right? And mm-hmm. the, the foreplay has to be much more. You like longer. stories. You like. I like the story. Latorica. Latorica. Is that what it's? What is? Erotica. Erotica. You mean? Oh no! I'm talking about the website. Oh, the website. erotic stories. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> you're way ahead of us. Um, <laughs> no, so 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 my husband was like, "Okay, I'm gonna show you some good ones, right?" So I'm like, "Describe good ones," because for me, it's the there's a specific genre for for women, right? Where it's more, oh my god, more okay, softer, sorry. more you know, uh, kind of like there's a story to mm-hmm. it, and I'm like, "Okay, this is good. I can at least have like some story that led up to something." And so, so he introduced me to it. So what I, what, what was embarrassing to admit is that I was 22 years old and I hadn't seen a porn movie. Uh, I mean, coming from, from the India, India background, right. I think it's understandable. And, oh my God. And have you ever watched an Indian porn movie? They're that disturbing. would turn me off. Oh my God. They're disturbing. I'm like, I get, oh, okay. Okay. Two elements to it. One, they're, they're horrifying. They're horrifying. And I... <laughs> If you accidentally stumble upon them, I don't know. For me, I'm just like, oh, my God, human trafficking is happening. And this is an example of it. And I, I, I what am I supposed to do? Like, should I make a donation somewhere? They're horrifying. They're like the worst, most uninteresting things. Like, I want to know someone. I want to find somebody just for my you know, knowledge. If someone, a woman particularly, who gets turned on by Indian porn. Here's why. First, well, there's Indian they, porn stars, but they're ugly and they're not even pretty. Well, and they're I mean, not even who's, who's that? Sunny, Sunny Leone. Leone? Like okay, first she... off, Sunny Leone did not do porn in India. She did porn here, and she was working with like some really hot men. My point is that Indian porn, first off, will turn you off because it's just it looks it's unnatural. Disturbing. It looks disturbing. It looks like somebody's hurting somebody. It's very. You're like, how did this woman get talked into the situation? My question is, it still shows the man's point of view. It's like what she can do for the guy, and, not okay. what the guy is doing for the, the girl. The other thing so. is, these people. The first of all, the surroundings are horrible. It's like a. It's like a bedroom of some guy. <laughs> it's oh, like a <laughs> bright blue painted room <laughs> and with like bad lighting. Where you can see the clutter on the other side. (laughs) Right? Yes. And it's like, it's horrible. It's so, and then second of all, I just, I feel 
distressed for the woman in the porn scene. Yes. I'm like, I, I think you got tricked into this and I don't think you know you're being filmed and I'm like concerned for you. Because you can see it on the face. You know she's not enjoying it. You no. know she does, no. she's doing it for the money. You know that there's something else going on that you don't know about. So you cannot possibly be turned on by watching Indian porn. So so thank God to my husband that the first porn I ever saw was a Western, like a like a like a browser, right? A soft porn. porn. It was it was very French. So the first one he showed oh. me is it was called. Oh, French porn is good. oh my God! It was really like there was a story and that this woman was out on a journey to like discover herself. She was a singer <laughs> or something. It was very beautifully made, and so thank God for that. Otherwise, and then he's like, "Well, there's some Indian porn too," and I'm like, "I can't." I can't because I saw it, but I'm like, this will, this will. I'm like, this is a great way to not have sex with me. <laughs> this is a great way if you want me to be away from you. You know, this reminds me of a really funny story in my life. So, I was probably in high school, and my mom and I, and this is back when Blockbuster was a big thing. So, <laughs> right. you know, family movie nights, we would go and get movies. And my mom really got into like Richard Gere and Julia Robert movies Ooh, at nice. one point, like Pretty Woman and all these things. And so, I, of course, I was like 16, 16 probably. So I was like, yeah, you know, these are great, like romantic comedies, fantastic. And then at some point, we got later in the years um, this movie, something about Mary. Yeah. I think yeah, there's yeah. something about with Cameron yeah. and Cameron yeah, yeah, yeah. Diaz, yeah. and it's very like sexualized. Of course, right? It's it's it actually one of the first few movies that I remember and be thinking like, oh my god, I can't see it with my parents yeah. around. So <laughs> I, my mom rented this movie oh, because no. she moved from like Julia Roberts to Cameron Diaz to like right, different, right. and she was like, oh, this looks like a good movie, and she's like, Kritika, let's go watch this movie, and so she just puts it on and we watch it, and the first scene i think is a very sexual scene very, where very. she gets her braces stuck on like this dude's like penis ring i don't know it was something like this and my mom freaks oh out my, god. my mom is like oh my god oh my god i rented a blue film i rented a blue film so if you don't know in india uh, it's not called porn it's just called blue film and don't ask me why, but that's what it is. And it has, oh, one more thing. It has the weirdest names that you can think of. Like things that would turn you off, guaranteed. Like we have a, a movie theater in Jaipur, uh, which uh, they specifically show blue blue films or the porn movie. And I swear to God, the, one of the movies were like, Churel ki shadi, which is like a. <laughs> so Churel ki shadi is translates to the, the witch's wedding. The witch's wedding, and I'm just <laughs> like, <laughs> how how does that turn you on? I want to know. Like you're into some freaky things that I can't think of. Um, Churel ki shadi, uh, ka something, and it's just so stupid. Like I'm like, and my question is, like, you have such talented um, directors and producers. But they can't dwell, like, they can't go into this. Like, it's like a taboo. You can't do no. it. So porn is done by some really, really novice, like, some guy with a camera with, like, two people who agreed to. In a badly painted in a ba house, room. <laughs> in a really bad the lighting. The worst part is when you know it's in, like, some Jopur Patti. That's so gross. I recently went and watched the movie Viridi Wedding. So it's a movie about four girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a movie about four friends, and they are just, you know... You know, they're just like, everyone is different. Someone is married. One of them is getting married. Uh, very progressive. Uh, they have sex and they, have, they date. And it's very progressive for women. And so I'm watching this movie. Now, the, whole, the, the, the point of the movie is to show that girls are 
you know beyond that traditional whatever it was like they they are now looking at life as a as, as someone in the u.s right dating and and you know yeah. living and you know sort of having sex and to kind of figure out who they want to be with so the movie was actually pretty good in my opinion in a way that they showed it really well but i made the mistake to go with my mom my dad my brother and his wife and the entire movie, I was thinking, oh, my God, this movie is going to end. I'm going to come out and my mom and dad will have something to say about this. Because there is a whole there's a scene in which you, they show an Indian girl masturbating, which is such a no, no. in like that is not just a no, no. That's like that's almost like a crime to do something like, to show something mm-hmm. like that. And that that actress actually got, got a lot of death threats because of this, that what are you doing? What are you showing? And then so there's a whole scene about her using the toy right so mm-hmm. so so in the movie because they have to show it right what what's happening so they show her lift the covers and you see the toy but do you think it's because they were concerned that a lot of indian people wouldn't even know no i think they did the it toy because was? no i think they did it because they wanted to make a point mm-hmm. they wanted to say that so the, the the way they've shown is that this girl gets married to someone and then is not just not satisfied. What does she do? She has to get it takes out somehow. She takes care of herself. She's like, so she's saying in the movie, I did not cheat. I didn't go find somebody else. Right. I just used a toy. And it made a, it, it was a huge deal in, deal in India and whatever. So I watched, I made the mistake to watch it with my family. We finished the movie. We all come out. We were all quiet. Like that car ride was oh my God, like death awkward. silence. It was so awkward. And we, 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 we parked the car and my mom is like, movie thi. it was rubbish. And my mom is this, like, she's like, I don't know what they're trying to show. I'm like, you know what's funny? I, mean, I want to know if our parents actually did this just to know what it is. You know what's funny is how you regress when you watch any sort of sexual things with Indian parents. Like, even if someone's kissing, you're just like, I don't even know what kissing is. Yeah, like, oh my God. So here's my question. We know our parents had sex. That's why you, mm-hmm. you know, we all are here. But um, that's why Indian population is over 1 billion. 1.3, actually, to be precise. Well, but anyway. They're having a lot of sex. <laughs> exactly. But my point is that our parents obviously went through this. They know what it's like. My question is for the moms. Now, if you are not satisfied, what did you do? Like, how did Nothing. you take that? You just out? live with yourself. You gain weight by eating too many ladoos. And, because you uh, just can't you get become, that relief. You become that auntie that hates on uh, everyone because you're just like, <laughs> like, what's the point of it all? Right. Yeah. Like, I, like I remember if I had a friend who's a boy, and my my parents are very liberal. They were like, of course you have friends who are boys because my mom has friends who are boys or who are guys, right? And she's like, of course you can have friends who are you know boys. But in the back of her head, she's like, where are you going? Why is the loo? You know, there's just concern. There's like always concern. And I, I understand it because of the crime rate. But for her to think that the only reason I'll be friends with someone is because I want to have sex is what bothers me. I'm like, no. But I the thing is, like, they're thinking about this, right? So they're yeah. actively thinking about this. This is in the back of their heads. And they are super, super concerned to the point that they're like, you're 22. You got to get married. Uh. But... They will not talk to you about it. No, they, they will not give you the education. They would not tell you that it's okay. And it's just like, I, I really wish that my mother not? had told me what to expect. I oh, really wish too. that. Like, I, I totally wish that my do. mom had told me that, okay, by the way, the first time it happens, it's going to hurt. And I mean, yeah, like, whatever. And I, I wish my mom had told me 
it's normal and it's okay. I right. even wish that my dad had told me this. But the thing is, this is another thing that happens, I think, in Indian society where at some point you get told not to have certain conversations with your father and not yeah. to mention certain things in yeah. front of your dad, like, not to be certain way, not to wear certain things in front of your dad. And you know what? That creates a lot of distance. Yes, it's so your, sad. It's, I regret the fact that my, me and my dad are not... Because my mom, like, because at some point you just you stop talking you, about certain. You things. do because like there is a gap between me and my dad. We don't talk at all, yeah. and like I can't tell like if there is something massively wrong happening in my life. I can tell my mother, but I can't tell my dad, and simply because we didn't have that relationship where I can be just like, Dad, this is what happened to yeah. me, right? Because because of that gap yeah. that kept going. And I don't want that for my daughter. I want that this whole thing about this sexualizing every little thing is wrong. And I think that, like, I want my daughter to be super close to my husband mm-hmm. and and be able to, like, talk to him about anything. I completely... And I think he, she should be able to come to him and say, Dad, approach. I'm dating somebody. What do you think? Even a sex talk. I think a sex dot from a dad's perspective is important. What if, like, the guy can tell you a lot about guys, right? I can't tell you about the guy's perspective. So I will only be able to tell her that, okay, do this, do this, do that, and make sure this is what's happening. But my husband can tell her more about, okay, make sure this is what the guy is thinking. And, the, the, you know, the, the other side of the, the story. So I do want the relationship to be that close, that they can talk about anything and I think and my husband is very liberal so he does do that he does talk to them but I hope to God that we don't resort to our Indian ways and be like oh my god daddy you can't talk talk about those things yeah Yeah. and you know that was the thing like my dad and I are very close because we're very similar in a lot of ways and right you know we look at life in a lot a lot of the same ways and but there was this element where as I was growing up as I was hitting puberty it was this distance was being created by just society and like these unwritten rules of things you're not supposed to talk about and you're going through puberty a lot of changes are happening and you can't talk to your one of your parent about this of course that's going to create distance and I think I proactively like when I got into college I remember I got my period one day and I didn't, I wasn't prepared for it and I was with my parents. And so I told my dad, I was like, look, I need you to pick these up from the store for me. <laughs> my dad picked mine first and, too. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> he was like, you know, he was, he didn't react. He didn't do anything. He grabbed the car keys. He went and got it. And I appreciated that. I really appreciated that because it was just this realization that all of that years where I didn't tell him what was going on with me. It was unnecessary. It was unnecessary. It was cultural. It was right. forced on me. And it wasn't needed. So, I don't know. I mean, I think that that's a really sad element of society, and especially Indian society. Indian society. And, and uh, so, so, first off, your mom doesn't talk to you, and then your dad doesn't talk to yeah. you. So, you're basically... And then you're saying, Thank God for my freshman year biology class that I took <laughs> in college, because the professor was fantastic, and she went candid in depth like she was like look i'm gonna have a whole conversation about sex because all of you are probably having sex and you need to know what's up right and she talked about everything really protection to what you're supposed to do and the experiences see we don't we didn't get this in india in india it was like thank god for that professor so did you know that in india we had this uh so our biology class we have this uh this is I'm, i'm talking like 10th grade Right, and we had the reproduction system as one of the chapters in they our did bio. Take book. out the uterus. 
Oh like, my God. Did you know my, my, my biology teacher didn't even look at us. He was facing the blackboard, just putting notes out there and be like, learn this, learn this, learn this. And then on the second page was memory glands and every single hu- uh, boy that was in the class were like, he, 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 and they're like laughing. I'm like, what is the big Here's deal? The oh, yeah. Okay. It's just, yeah, I remember this guy that I like briefly dated. Um, he was a little older than me. Super sweet. Super like nice. <laughs> that's that's probably me. That you're thinking of now. No. He was like 24, I think. And I was like 20. So, not, so that's not that old. Not that old. But at that time, it feels old. Right. You know? Right. So... And we we went on a date, and all of a sudden, I just like got these cramps, and my stomach started hurting, and I was like, "Oh shit, I got my period." I was like, "Look, I know you had a great day plan, but I need you to take me back home because my cramps are just really bad, and I need to take care of the situation." Take care of self, yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Sure, of course, no problem," and he was um, he was also from India, and he, like he had also grown up in that. Indian conservative lifestyle. And he was like, can I ask you a question? And I was like, sure. And he's like, what's happening? Oh my God. And he's like, I just, he's like, I, I feel comfortable enough that I think that I could ask you this. I'm so like, he didn't know what periods are? Yeah, he's like, well, I know what they are. I know it happens to women, but I don't know what they are. Like he didn't know the, the details. The details of it. Got it. So I explained the whole detail to him so i'm like so what happens is that women ovulate they produce this egg and at some point when your body realizes that this egg is not going to be fertilized it releases itself and that's what periods period. are yeah and it comes yeah. with a lot of pain and cramps and bloating and different hormonal elements to it and he just patiently listened and he was like oh that's very fascinating and he's like oh i didn't know this and all this stuff and he was like he was just so appreciative that I was very candid and I explained to right. him what my body was going through. And it just occurred to me, I'm like, how unfair is it that we don't tell men who have very active relationships with women that women go through this? Right. That this is a very significant part of their lives that puts them out of commission for, for, for like, like a day. day. Not just like, uh, so I've had two children, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which means that uh, my poor husband had to be uh, celibate for a very long time when I was carrying my kids. And the point is that they don't, so, so of course my husband is very supportive and he was like, of course you can't have sex. But, um, there is this whole well, element, can, but I mean, you can, you it's, it's really up to, to, I mean, it's a whole other thing. We can talk about how pregnancy reduces your, you know, it depends on women to women. For me, I just didn't want to. I think we will save that for another episode. And on that note, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed our very first podcast episode. Please subscribe so that you can stay tuned and tell your friends and check out our website at themodernindianmedia.com. Bye.